Hey, this is Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 287. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today, we're going to do Not That Ninja Deck. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. It's a beautiful day in the nation. We got some people to thank, some stories to tell, a brand new not even legal deck to do. But before we get to any of that stuff, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. Your source for all your gaming needs. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. I I knew there was more I was going to say there than than I did. And yes to all of that. I got my order that I was waiting on. Oh, shit. Oh, baby. Is there a dark misprint Visions Griffin Canyon in there? No. (laughs) Something 98% is good, though. Foil crabs. Uh, Not foil crabs. Not that good. (laughs) Foil Twilight's Call from Invasion. Ooh. Yeah, straight into Lord of Tressorhorn. That's getting, pretty fun. Getting pretty pimped. There's not yeah. very many things in there that need to be foiled at this point. Yeah, just that anger, hey? That anger, yeah. Got to get that. Uh, Got to get that judgment anger for eighty-seven dollars. <laughs> if I do, you know that I'll be using CCO Fusion Five promo code to save five percent off of that eighty-seven dollars. <laughs> you can save five percent off cards you're gonna buy anyway, be the be high-end bling. Or just stuff you need to fill out decks. Yeah, probably what'll happen is if if there's maybe if there's events in 2022 and I see a foil anger, I'll just take like a just a mitt of cards from my trade box at an event and say, just take cards until I can get that anger. <laughs> That's probably what I'll do. <laughs> you know how it works at events, hey? Yeah, I suppose you, so. You got to get your trade equity, like the most mileage. You go to a couple different vendors that all have the card you want. Uh, this one's got it for 85. This one's got it for 82. But this one that has it for 87 will give me the most trade in bang for my buck. I never bring trades to events because it's too heavy. Yeah, I'll bring usually just like one deck box of of relatively good stuff. Like I got an extra mana drain. I've got a couple extra uh, Stoneforge mystics from when when uh, we played Legacy and stuff, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should, it, uh, we, should, we should mention that if, if you wanted to trade cards to Fusion, they do buy cards too. I guess that's a nice thing for us to say. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. could do that. Yeah. But here's the thing. People the thing. to thank. Stories to tell. Yes. We've got to do all those things, but before we do... I already forget how to say his name. Oh hell, this name is insane. Satoru Umazawa. So, I want I want to mix I want to flip-flop that that O and that U and I want to call him Saturo, but he's Satoru. Satoru Umazawa, descendant of Umazawa that had the jeet. All the other Umazawas even back from Legends day. Sure. Yeah, there was one in Legends. Yeah, yeah. nobody cares about him though. Yeah, I know. Nobody get gives it. a shit Unless about that. He like guy. reserved list stuff. Yeah, and he's terrible. Yeah, well, I g- think. give I this know. one a read because it's actually good. Yeah, he's a 2-4 human ninja for black, blue, one. Whenever you activate a ninjutsu ability, look at the top three <laughs> cards of your <laughs> library. Plowed right through it. Ninjutsu ability. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest in the bottom of your library in any order. So you look at three, then you get to draw one of them. That's really good. That's exceptionally good. Like, that's that's minus ability on really good Narset. 
Yeah. Almost. She's top four, but this yeah. stuff. And you, and you have to show the people what cards you get with Narset. This is this is all secret and shit. Yeah, you can okay. get whatever you want. That only happens once per turn. And you're thinking, oh, ninjutsu tribal. Sweet. This is terrible. But wait, there's more. Each, each, each creature card in your hand has ninjutsu for blue, black, two. So everything in your hand, if you have an unblocked attacker, mm-hmm. just costs four. That's right. Mm. Mm-hmm. And ninjutsu is pretty tricksy. So there's there's probably going to be a couple little subtle nuances that we'll go through when we talk about the the ninjas, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many ninjas are actually in this deck? One? That's a spoiler. I think there's one. How many? <laughs> two. There's two. There's two. We'll get there in a sec, but yeah. we've got some we've got some biznatch. Sure. Some some podcast biznatch. Sure we do. Today's deck, courtesy of Patreon supporter over at patreon.com slash CCO Podcast. Mm-hmm. Chris Motherass Bones. Chris Bones. Yeah, he's just Chris Bones on the Discord, but I'd like to call him Mother Ass Bones. Sure. It just rolls off my tongue so nicely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so big thanks to Chris. We got this from the Preferred Decklist channel on the Discord. It's one of the benefits at a certain tier. Um, it, I, you know what makes me happy about this deck? That you haven't seen any other Satoru content yet, and we're the first? This is the exact deck that I built in my head when I saw the card. Yep. It was spoiled, and I feel like now that we're doing this deck, we're going to have done every Satoru Umezawa deck until the end of time. Yeah. 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 I think no ban list commander would probably have Emrakul 1.0 in this deck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good card. Emrakul yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. So, but yeah, I, I think it's fine. It it feels like a classic deck. We'll talk about that more when we hit the strengths and weaknesses, I think. Mm-hmm. Biznatch. Biznatch. Giveaway. Booster pack. Booster pack giveaway. For guessing Esau Enlightened Booty. Yeah. From last week. Everybody light got on booty. Light on booty. Yeah. Not uh, not like you and I. Correct. Not so light on the old booty. Mm-hmm. Got heavy, heavy mm-hmm. dumpers. Yes, sir. <laughs> like one of those dump trucks that they use at the mine. Oh, They yeah. repurpose into kids' play areas in BC. Yeah, you could repurpose them into like apartment buildings. They're so huge, hey. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I, I'm my my butt's my butt's even bigger. I'm like a drag line. Maybe Joel have a, a a drag line bucket on screen so people can see how big drag lines are. My butt's so nice. I could just be in a drag line, Ooh. like like the other kind of drag. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, actual real name probably oh. winner, Nathan Mays. That's definitely not a real. That is fake as heck. Well, Nathan Mays, you get at us, commandercoco at gmail.com, and you let us know that you're you, and in that email, you tell us where your address is, and we'll send you a dirty, stinky old booster pack. And we'll, Ma- find, we'll find you a Dragon's Maze pack, because that's, that's probably where you got your name from. Oh, yeah, even though it's spelt differently. <laughs> <laughs> What's maize like corn? <laughs> Still different. Oh. There's many ways to spell maize. I hate it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so he spells his name wrong. That's how we know it's not his real name. He just made up how to spell the word maze. Yeah, I suppose. Well, if it's it's 2022. We can yeah. we can do whatever we want. That's true. Okay, so Nathan Mays, you send that over. You send us, you send it over. We got a couple patrons to thank. Let's do it. One of the benefits, the Discord, another benefit, and and just wait. Maybe just wait for quotes. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, air quotes, benefit, uh-huh. is your CCO nickname. Mm-hmm. First nickname. 
and I haven't told Brando this yet, so this is this is on the spot. Jake Lofgren. Lofgren. Lofgren? Kind of sounds like Lundgren. Like Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yeah. yeah. The villain from Rocky Four. Yes, or I think he was also an, a, a villain from Expendables. He was also He-Man. He was He-Man. Mm. Yes, he was in the 1989, 7 adaption of Masters of the Universe. Yeah, it's not a very good movie, although it is fun to watch. It's one of those movies that's so bad it's good. Yes, that's a B movie. Correct. That's what those are called. Mm-hmm. Jake... <laughs> I want to make a Jack Lundgren. Well, I want to make like a, a it sounds like an action hero name. I know, but Jack I Jack Lundgren. I want to make him like B movie Dolph Lundgren. I guess, Jack Lundgren. I guess Jack Lundgren. We just change his name and we just did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jack Lundgren. I guess you can star in the in the sequel of He Man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the nation. He Man Two. Hyperman. Hyperman. Yes. Hyper Jack. Ooh, don't Google that. No. Mm-mm. No, you no. get you get like robots or something. Yeah, or a bunch of like just weird computer parts, like random electronic gizmos. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We have another patron. Okay, and this is the funny story that's going to cheer you up or make your day even better than you said it was on the pre-show. Okay, all right. So we'll go watch the pre-show for why Brando is in a good mood today. Yeah. This patron okay. wants. A Brando, like a CCO Brando altar or token or proxy. That's okay. one of the benefits. If you don't want like stickers or, or if you don't want a shout out, we can send you like a Brando token or proxy or something that Brando personally draws. Yeah, I draw them at my kitchen table with my dog while I watch B-movies. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, here's the thing. This patron wanted one. Ooh. He's got a he's got a, a, a Togo. Is that the right one? The guy that throws rocks? Yeah. Togo. And his rock tokens are WWE wrestling cards from the 90s of oh, the fucking rock. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so he needs a CCO Brando token rock altar. And he wants the rock? No, he wants you to just do whatever you do that is a rock. <laughs> oh, I'm all over You're this. You're just going to draw a circle. It's a rock. <laughs> this is a little arrow. Rock. <laughs> So that's what he wants. Well, and that's the, be fun. The patron is Matthew Blackburn. And I want to call him Black Bum or Black Butt. Black Burn. Like Burnt Butt. Oh, yeah, Burnt Butt. Black Burn. Like what? had that's too that's much that's taco familiar. time. Is that the name of the evil Superman? Like the they did that like alternate history, alternate history, alternate universe thing where Superman's a bad guy. Like he's just an asshole and he comes oh. down and. Like it's Superman all the way, but he's a, he's a villain. He's a he's a bad guy. He ends up like throwing his mom to Earth out of space and shit. Oh, it's like a horror movie. It's a really good show. I think that's called Blackburn too. Man, we shouldn't make fun of this guy. He'll kill us. He might he might drop us from space. He might hit us with laser eyes and shit. I don't need that happening. Well, I'm still gonna call him Black Butt. <laughs> Buttburn. Buttburn. Yes, Buttburn. That's go. what it was. Buttburn. Buttburn. Superman eats too much taco time. Mm-hmm. Or Taco Bell. What is it for you? Taco Bell, right? Taco Bell, yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah, taco yeah more Bell. salt than Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Taco time? Much better. People people outside of Canada, do they know what taco time is? Do they I have ho- taco time in the States? I, yeah, they must. They have to. They've got such better, like, 
they have such better Mexican food and Tex-Mex food, everything in the United States. Like just yeah, mom need... and pop shops and authentic yeah. places and stuff. They don't need a taco time. But yeah. mother asked, like if, yeah, they if don't, you They don't need Mexican restaurants because they have like Mexican people down there that make Mexican food as opposed to here. We don't really have any. Yeah. So we just have chains. Yeah. But if I had to choose Taco Time or Taco Bell, what Ta- would you oh, pick? Taco Time all the time. Oh, yeah. It's it's like twice as expensive, but is it twice as good? Three times as good. It's way better. Yeah. On every measurable what level, What if you want like better. 10 tacos for $10, though? You can't do that at Taco Bell either. Here. In, in the States, yeah, you can. Yeah, it's, it's like 12 bucks here or something. It's or... like 22 And I know that oh, because fuck I, off. Is it now? I did it at WrestleMania one time. I just got the box of tacos, and I just ate them all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. Man, living here fucking. Man, I ate ten. I tacos almost on said myself. living here sucks compared to the United States, but that's all the way wrong. <laughs> well, when, when it comes to buying fast food for cheap, oh yeah, right, and liquor or, or like beachfront property <sighs> and stuff in certain areas. Like, mm-hmm. there's lots of benefits to living in the states. Yep, I think it's it's, it's a lovely country with great yep. people, yep. but uh, there are some d- downfalls as well here, also. Like last week when the air was so cold, molecular movement stopped. Yes, mm-hmm. it was that cold. Mm-hmm. Man, you could see ice crystals falling out of the sky because the very moisture in the air, the humidity was freezing. Yeah. <laughs> they think we're kidding, but. Yeah, you know what? I I don't like it when it's that cold, but seeing frozen ice crystals. Yo, is, nobody likes it when it's that cold. Is actually really pretty. When you look up in the, in, into the sky and it's just a blue sky with like, and it looks like it's glittering. Oh, it's beautiful. The whole sky looks like twilight. (laughs) When you're in the house, it's great. But when you're outside the house, it's not so great. Mm. When it burns you because it's so cold, it's Mm -hmm. the opposite of what it's supposed to do. It's so cold, it goes all the way back around. It thinks it's first. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. You ever have like like a wart or a lesion or something burnt off you with liquid nitrogen? Yeah, they burn it off with with cold. Yeah, that except everywhere outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, have you ever, did when you went to the doctor to get that, have you ever had that done? And they had the little cup of liquid nitrogen, they put on a Q-tip and then they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they treat your thing or whatever, right? Yeah. When I, last time I had it done, the, the doctor did it and then he took the cup of liquid nitrogen and he just went boop and he just like threw it at the floor and it goes, and it's, whoosh, and it's yeah. and it's gone. It's the, it was the coolest it's thing. It was like cool. magic. I was so. He's like a ninja. Yeah. He's like Satoru. Umazawa, yeah. Satoru Umazawa, got there. It's one of those like little little things that make you really excited. And then how I know it was really cool is because I was like thirty at the time, <laughs> so I know it was cool because I got really excited, <laughs> right? Yes. So yes, yes. Okay, last piece of biznatch. Okay, playmats. Playmats ordered. Oh. oh, yeah. Shirts, all the sizes and colors sent off to the, the maker of shirts. Okay. And they're collecting all of the sizes and colors for printing. Oh, we're so close. Yeah, so soon. Cool. It's like the, the little owl in the grill of the truck. Soon. Super cool. Yeah. Man, we have the best Kickstarter updates. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna gush about us <laughs> for a minute. And everybody that backed and supported us, we appreciate you and we wouldn't be here without you. I backed a couple of Kickstarter projects before we we launched ours. Yeah. And today, I literally got uh, a 16-month-ago-I-backed-it update that was two paragraphs long, and the first sentence was, this is a non-update, nothing's happening. Ooh. Whereas when we update, it's like, we've got all your stuff. Please fill out the forms. Things are getting printed, and the next one's going to be, things are being shipped, Right. 
So that's really cool. I'm happy that we are able to do that because it can get frustrating when you order something and then it takes too long to get fulfilled because of things that are happening on the earth or because people can't spell. And that's just a that's a underhanded shot at one of the ones I backed because they can't. Oh, oh, we have a bunch of spelling and grammar mistakes. Well, then fucking run to talk, you asshole. Hey, that sounded like a lot of uh, a lot of what you should tell people to do if they're watching on YouTube. We you, fucking you, subscribe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you you're watching anyway. Yeah. There you go. I almost I almost did it. But you're already watching. Yeah, that's Just it. do it. That's it. Okay. So that's everything, I guess. Uh, should we hop over to the cards, or should we talk about like ninjutsu stuff a little bit? Like, what do you how well, do you want to do it? Okay. Here's gonna, the thing. I'm going to give you my initial thought when I saw this card. Okay. I looked at it and I went, ugh, because ugh. I knew that this was going to be the deck. And personal Brando, this is a fine deck. Play it, make it if this is your thing. But I don't like cards like this because it sets it up. This is the ninjutsu commander. Cool. There's lots of ninjutsu stuff. They're going to print some good ninjutsu cards and then we're going to be able to make a ninjutsu deck. Neat. Nope. All the ninja tribal decks are going to get some love. And then. It immediately in the next line of text says, nah, don't do that. Just play all the best stuff instead. Yes. Like, you want turn three Jinka taxes? Of course you do. Here you go. I'll take the, just for the sake of conversation. Sure. I'll take the other side. This is the kind of card, that last line where each creature in your hand has ninjutsu, black, blue, two. This is the kind of card that gets maybe modern or legacy players excited to play commander because this is a card that you can cast for three and it survives a lightning bolt and it attacks for two with card draw stapled on. Not just card draw. Selective, card selection yeah, and draw. Selective card draw. And it allows you to play big things that you're already kind of doing. Like I've heard this card being compared to like show and tell, but in modern. Yeah, except where, where better because it doesn't gets sacked at the end of turn where it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna pay three and do attacking with like my unblockable guy that i already have on the battlefield that i already played in my deck because i wanted to get attack triggers <clears throat> and then i'm gonna play a jinka taxis or not in our format grizzle brand not in our format emmer cool right i've already heard that and if that gets people excited to come over to play commander i mean that's maybe the point of a card like this but I guess not, but maybe that's the point of a card like this. And I think that's a good, a good yeah. thing for a card to do is to get people outside of the format excited to come in and say, hey, I want to do all of these things in Commander too. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those cards that's aimed at just being a higher tier deck. Maybe like, it is. Because yeah. it's going to be really hard. to like, Some decks you sit down and you're like, this is my Xur Sea Monster. Nobody's going to do Sea Monster Satoru. And no. if you do, you're like... You're a meme now, and that's fine. But, like, if you have this in play and you attack with any creature, everybody is going to think that it is a Blightsteel Colossus because it could be. Yes. And that's the kind of headspace everybody's going to be in. And that's just, that's not my thing. Uh, I got you. I got you one more thing before we hop over to the cards, just for sake of argument. Kay. Because it's not really my thing either, but I will, I sure. will take the other door. Sure. I'll go in the outdoor. Uh, Why don't not? Google that. That's fine. Whatever yeah. floats your boat. No kink shaming in the nation. Well, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, man. You do whatever you want. 
the ninja deck, the Eureka Tiger's Shadow, yeah. Yeah. is already the deck that you just said. Yeah. Right? Of course I'm going to put time stretch on top of my library because all my opponents lose that much life when I ninjutsu. Yeah. Of course Draco's going to be in here. Yeah. Of course Blightsteel and Darksteel are going to be in here because they're yeah. going to do 11 and 12. Yeah. Right? Of course. So this, am I, am I advocating for that and is that the deck that I want to play? No. But is ninjas already doing that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although you still have to pay eleven for that blight steel in the Yuriko deck. Yes, you do, and now you don't. So yeah. uh, now you I don't know. Four. Let's take a look at the deck. There are some, like I said, fatty boom booms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll hop over to some cards here. Yeah. All right, Ryan. We should start with the ramp. The ramp. We've got eleven cards. And we've, we do have custom categories here, but they're intermingled with some of the uh, the big fat dudes that we were talking yeah. about. Instead of having a fat fatties category, uh, Bones has put the fat fatties into the sections where they belong based on what they do. And you'll see that in just a second. Yes, yeah. We'll right. get through the rocks first, though. Here we go. Okay. Thran Dynamo. It taps for three. Thought Vessel. Two mana mana rock. Important because we want to get to four. And a two-mana mana rock with a land on turn three will get us four mana on turn two. Yes. Okay. Talisman of Dominance. Sorry, four mana on turn three is what I meant. Yes. Same thing, two-mana mana rock. Sol Ring. Sol Ring does it on turn two. <laughs> Mindstone. Two-mana mana rock. Mana Crypt. Does it on turn two. Magus of the Coffers. Uh, this is a five drop, but it it's Cabal Coffer, so I'm willing to say, oh, my commander died three times. I'm just going to tap Magus of the Coffers. Or Cabal Coffers, which we're also playing, mm -hmm. for 10 and cast my fat guy anyways. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of the Cabal Coffers, you can find it with your Expedition map. Yeah, there we go. Demir Signet. Two drop mana rock. Cryptgast. That's a Swamp Doubler. See Megas of the Coffers. <laughs> Arcane Signet. Two mana mana rock. There we go. We've done the mana rocks. There we go. We have some fairly standard pieces of protection for our fat fatties and our umazawa and our creature that we are going to swing in with Ooh, to get those fatties yes. we have swift foot boots and lightning greaves yep those are boots that make us fast and hard to hit and a neuroc stealth suit equipped creature has shroud equips for one but also blue blue equip it and you can do that at instant speed Yes, yeah, so you can protect all your dudes when people try to kill them. Yeah, I think that that one might be a little bit underplayed, right? And I think that that one is good in this deck because you can go like, well, I'll block this guy because they all have, like, everybody's got ninjutsu in your hand, right? And ninjutsu needs to be, you can only activate it when you have an unblocked creature. So right. after declare blockers, if there's no blocking creature, well, I'll block this one, I'll block this one, and I'll kill that one. Ah, just kidding. I'll equip Norok self self suit to it at instant speed. It's very handy that the attachability is blue blue because it kind of works like a counter spell. Yes, and right? it, and it feigns counter spell as well. Yep. Am I going to counter your thing or am I going to equip my thing? Ooh, neat. Yeah. Of course, we have recursion as well. Yep. We have animate dead, reanimate, and Phyrexian reclamation. Does reclamation get you all the way into the B graveyard to your hand? It's an enchantment for black. You go black one, pay two life, return to your hand, which is fine because then you just cast it for four mana off of Umazawa ninjutsu ability. Right. Yeah. Now, what are the creatures we're going to use to get in? If you've played, who's the who's the flying man guy? 
the Edric, Edric, Spy Master of Trest. If you've ever played a deck like that, you're going to see some familiar faces in this section of the deck. Also, a lot of these creatures have subtle little interactability kind of abilities, and we'll 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 touch on those as well. I've recognized some of these from like CEDH Animar lists because the creatures cost one. And, and then they do a thing that is a slight edge over other things. Start with Triton Shore Stalker. That just is a 1-1 one, one unblockable. Tormented Soul. Can't block and is unblockable. 1-1 one, one for 1. Tetsuko Umezawa. Fugitive. Creatures with power 1, power or toughness 1, can't be blocked. Ooh. 1 or less. Oh, so I can tackle you with like an Ornithopter, 0-2. Correct. Yeah. Surprised that's not in here. Huh? Spoiler, no Ornithopter. Slitherblade. Can't be blocked. Siren Stormtamer. There, here's one of them. Here's one of the ones I was talking about. This is a flying 1-1 one, one for, for one. 1, which is like on rate, but also we can pay 1 and sacrifice it, counter target spell or ability that targets a creature you control. Pretty good. So it's like protection. You know that it just says counter, not unless it's... Controller pays one. Yeah. No bullshit. That's, yeah, that's a gooder. Signal Pest. Battle Cry, which means whenever this creature attacks, other attacking creature get plus one, plus oh until end of turn. But also, can't be blocked except by creatures with flying or reach. That could, that should probably just be an Ornithopter, hey? You think? Uh, well... Because it's basically the same thing. And the Battle Cry is negligible because all the creatures that you're attacking with that are small are, aren't going to get the... The buff anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah, that could be an Ornithopter, because Ornithopter costs zero. Zero. So, and this costs one, and essentially its ability to be blocked is the same, yeah. except this can't block flyers. Yeah. Maybe, right. yeah. I, I could see that switch being a, a fine one to make. Nether Trader. Has shadow, which means it can only be blocked by creatures with shadow. It can also only block creatures with shadow, and it has haste. Don't care about that blocking clause, because we are never blocking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Miscloaked Herald. Can't be blocked. Goodle Lurker. Goodle? <laughs> God, there's there's good, a word I've never said out loud. Gadool? Good, whatever. It's a cool picture, though. I like that. Oh, it's a man. salamander. That's now I neat. don't know what to think. Is it Goodle or is it Gadool? G Lurker. G Lurker. There we go. <laughs> you can draw him with like a fucking chain. Like it looks like Ali G. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be blocked and he's got mega mother ass morph. Yeah, ginger brute. This is an interesting one because it's a 1-1 one, one for 1 with haste and ginger brute for 1 mana. Ginger brute can't be blocked this turn except by other creatures with haste. Because you can't catch him. Yeah, that's kind of clever. I hey, like what's his it. other ability? You gain a 3 life. Two he's taps. A, yeah, he's a food. He's a food. Fairy Seer. Enters the battlefield, scry two. That's an interesting one. That's just a 1-1 one, one flyer for one, so it fits. And then you scry two, which would make your commander better? I'm assuming that it's in here because he's got an old border foil one. Could be. That's why I'm assuming that one's in here yeah. instead of something else. Demir Infiltrator, this is cool. This is can't be blocked, but also has transmute for black, blue, one. And you can activate the transmute by discarding it from your hand. It's got dis it's got transmute and it's got uh, ninjutsu. <laughs> yeah. And you search for a, a two drop. So you would find, I don't know, just keep an eye on two yeah. drops, I guess, because that's a two drop tutor. Maybe you could find a doothy Voidwalker. That's another guy with shadow. A 3-2 for 2 with shadow. Yeah. I don't even want to ninjutsu that guy back to my hand. I keep reading. You won't want to ninjutsu him back to your hand oh, at all. It, if a card would go into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, 
You exile instead with the void counter on it. Oh, yeah, Ley Line of the Void and on then, him. And then you can tap and sack him, and you can play an exile, a card that was exiled with him for free. Oh. It's a really good card. Yep, that's a good-ass card right there. And the last one is Changeling Outcast. Can't be blocked. All creature types, so it is a ninja. Yeah. For one, just black. So now we have our flying men package. There's 14 essentially unblockable creatures that you're going to bounce back into your hand to get fatty, fat, fatties all day long. I love a good fatty, fat, fat. Now do you want to talk about the interactive part of the deck where you got the fat fatties, or do you want to talk about the card advantage section of the deck where we also have fat fatties? Let's do the card advantage section because that... I think I think the interaction section is... Well, and maybe this one, too, is spice to taste based on what fatties you currently own because people are going to find that some of these fat fatties are fat, fat... You need a fat, fat wallet. Yes, <laughs> yes. We're going to start with the OG Ninja Commander. We mentioned her earlier. Yuriko the Tiger's Shadow. Just admitted... Just admitted to be a mistake on the internet. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the... What's his name? Gavin... The Good Morning Magic guy? Yeah, yeah. Just admitted that Yuriko was a mistake. Like Commander Ninjutsu was a mistake or mm -hmm. the ability was a mistake? Commander Ninjutsu, the way it's or, worded, is a mistake. Or, sorry. Uh, yeah, the, the what I meant was the ability on her card that is not Commander Ninjutsu where you reveal the top? No, no. The Commander Ninjutsu itself is the mistake. Okay, so she's got Commander Ninjutsu, blue, black, right? Yeah. So whenever you have a creature that is unblocked, you can pay blue, black, and return that creature to its owner's hand and you put Yuriko from your hand or the command zone, that yep. is Commander Ninjutsu, yep. into play tapped and attacking. Generally, that is how Ninjutsu works. Yes. And when you do that, and she deals combat damage, you reveal the top card of your library, and then each opponent loses life equal to its CMC. Yes. Good in this the, deck. And you put your card, in, the card into your hand as well. Oh, you draw and, it too. Yeah, you reveal it, put it into your hand, and everybody eats shit. Okay, so that fairy seer that scries is... Also good for, yes. for this card. Yes. Okay. We have a vampiric and a demonic tutor. Ooh, shit's getting serious, eh? Yeah, like, yeah. you it, They're tutors. Everybody knows what those do. Yeah. Sphinx Ambassador. Oh, man. Look at the novel of text on this. Is this from M10 or M14 or something? M, this one's from M10, but I think it's originally from something else. Ah, oh, I don't know. I think that this is an OG. Give this one a read because I don't even remember. 5-5 five, five Flyer for Blue Blue 5. Ooh, Yikes. You mean black, blue, two. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is exactly what I mean. Whenever Sphinx Ambassador deals combat damage to a player, search that player's library for a card, then that player names a card. If you search for a creature card that isn't the named card, you put the card into play under your control. Oh. So you search your opponent's library for a dude, then they have to guess what dude you found, and if they guess wrong, you get the dude. Oh, so the chances of them guessing wrong is very high, so we get it. Yes. I've had that happen to me once ever, ever. And it was the, it was a, it was an Archon, when it dies, you exile target permanent. What the hell is that card called? It's called, it's from Eventide, remember? Archon of Vengeance? Archon of Justice? Oh, I think that's it. I think that might be it. Joe will have it on the screen, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, Good on, good on you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Okay. Silent Blade Oni made a liar out of me. There's three ninjas in the deck. Oh. There's three. Silent Blade Oni. 
You mean there's three cards with ninjutsu because we oh, did yeah. see a changeling. <laughs> That's true. All right. All right, fine. This guy has ninjutsu natively, but we don't care because it's more expensive than our commander's version of ninjutsu. And when he deals combat damage to a player, look at that player's hand, right? Yep. And you can cast a non-land card from it without paying its mana cost. Yes. It's pretty good. Yeah. Get my own fatty boom boom from you. That's right. Okay. So he's a 6-5 for 4. Rune Scarred Demon. Oh, yeah. When he ETBs, just ETBs, mm-hmm. you can whoop, put him into play. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here, here's our first like ninjutsu loop a trick thing that we can do, right? Let's say we've got... Because everybody in our hand has ninjutsu. Mm-hmm. We, we attack. Mm-hmm. No blocks. Yeah. I'll ninjutsu in Rune Scarred Demon. Right. Which lets you search your library for a card, put it into your hand. Yes. He's still a tapped and attacking creature. That isn't blocked. Who isn't blocked. Right. I'll ninjutsu somebody else in and get an ability. Yeah. That creature, into play, tapped and attacking. I'll ninjutsu in Runescar Demon again <laughs> and get another search. Now, you do have to have lots of mana. Yeah. But we are playing multiple instances of Cabal Coffers and, yeah. and 10 other mana producers yep. of the CEDH variety. Yeah. We're going to have some mana. Yeah. So there's a there's a thing that you can do. That's a gooder. There's, that's a gooder. Uh, that's a good one. We have a Ristic study. Everybody knows that. Do you yep. pay the one? Jinka Taxes, everybody's <sighs> favorite Priador. Oh, man. This guy's a dick. 5-4 for 10 with Flash. Now he's playing the Phyrexian one, so I'm going to see if I can say all the things that he does okay. uh, off of memory. He's a 5-4 for 10 with Flash. Your opponent's maximum hand size is reduced by seven, and at the end of turn, you draw seven cards. That's the most, I think, is that the most backbreaking turn three thing that you can do in this deck? Turn three, turn four? That's pretty good. Is a Jinga Taxes with the Lightning Greaves on it? I think that's probably just, that's probably the ball game, hey? It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right, next up, we have It That Betrays. Oh, yes. It That Betrays. Everybody's uh, favorite 12-drop. No, not true. We're going to see other 12 drops. This one is good, though. Annihilator 2, 11, 11. Whenever an opponent sacrifices something, we just get it. We yeah. just get it. Yep. And it's got <laughs> Annihilator 2, so it's going to... Make you sacrifice just shit. perpetuate the cycle. Yep. Fallen Shinobi. There's, there's a ninja. A, there's, our, there's our last ninja. There's a ninja. This has got ninjutsu for blue, black, 2. Oh. Hey. Okay, so we get to decide. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, uh, that player taps... Uh, that player exiles the top card of their library and we can play it? Top two cards. Yeah. Did I get there? Yeah. And you can play them for free. Oh. That's pretty good. Yeah. I just get your stuff. Yeah. Play them for free. And and it's play, so you get land too. So I can get your land and I can get your mana rocks. For free. Well, that's going to help me cast multiple ninjutsus in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Or multiple ninjutsus activate multiple ninjutsus by bouncing the guy to my hand because it's part of the cost. And then just, like, putting one guy in at the end. Because <laughs> you can do that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. We have Expropriate. Ooh, that's a nine drop. Choose extra turn or... Take a thing. Take one of your permanents. Typically speaking, that... I don't... I think I've played Expropriate and not won the game immediately once. Mm. One time. That's ever happened. So Expropriate's a very good card. Do we just cast that card here? Do we cast that? Or, or is there things that let us cast it? You just cast it. We'll have the mana to cast it. Well, I suppose we will, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just cast that. 
Diluvian Primordial. Oh, yeah. A 5-5 flyer for seven, which means four in this deck. Yep. When it enters the battlefield for each mother-ass opponent, mm-hmm. for each opponent, you may cast up to one instant or sorcery card from that player's graveyard without paying its mana cost. And then you exile those cards. Yep. Lots of casting opponent stuff. I suppose when you're playing in a meta where all of your opponent's stuff is very powerful, like this deck would maybe not be CEDH, but would swing with the big dinks, if yeah. you will. Yeah. You're going to be casting very good things. Yes. Yes. You're going to cast things like Constipated Sphinx. Yes. You're going to, you're going to four, six flying, get that. Yep. <laughs> Made no sense, but everybody knows. Yeah. And whenever an opponent draws a card, we draw two. Two. And you know what else I think you're going to get? You're going to get like mana crypts. You're going to get carpets of flowers. And you're going to get like just things that produce mana, right? That's yeah. what you're going to get. Yeah. And and then if you don't have your commander, then you can just cast all these huge guys. Yeah. Or you can just play your commander and get the huge guys for free. There's, yes. Yeah. All right, next up, we're going to go on to the interaction section. Because that was the card draw and, and selection section, yeah, right? Yeah, the card draw selection section. I like saying That's fun to say. I okay. like that. Now we've got the interaction jackson. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we're gonna, you know, I think this is one of my least favorite cards to play against. I don't know why. Personal feeling, personal feeling only, agent of treachery. Maybe you're reminiscing from days that you played standard because this guy ruined standard. I but not for, not for you. Yeah, not for me, because I wasn't playing. But, but uh, maybe you're being a martyr for those who hate it, who may, do play standard. May, maybe I'm taking the hatred upon myself. Maybe maybe I am. What's it do, Ryan? This is a seven drop, two, three, so right on curve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that when it ETBs, you gain control of target permanent. You just get it. Yeah. And if you're doing one of those ninjutsu loops, you go something else this, something else this, something else this, something else this, and you just... Steal every permanent that you possibly can. Yes. And then at the end of turn, his second ability triggers. If you control three or more permanents that you don't own, right? Yeah. You draw three cards? Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all right. I don't... I just... Fine if you play it. I just... It's not my thing. Arcane Denial. That's a counterspell. Everybody gets to draw some cards. Aura Thief. That lets you steal all of the auras in the battlefield and attach them to Aura Thief? All of the enchantments. When, when he dies, you gain control of all the enchantments in play. All so you, of the enchantments. So I don't think you move auras around, but you control them now, which is weird. You would get the benefits from them. I guess. I don't think that you care about auras. They don't care. But you care about you, smothering tithe and you, rhystic studies and yeah, carpets and of flowers. Carpets of flowers, yes. Exploration yeah. and all that shit. That's, that's what a, you care about, yeah. yeah. And you get them all. That's a cool card. I like that one. The auras that I think you might see played in metas that this deck plays in are like Wild Growth and Utopia Sprawl. Those are the ones you're going to see. And people are going to tap their land and you're going to get two green. Is that, is that what's going to happen? That's how that would work, yeah. When when the opponent taps the land, you would get the mana from it, you, I think. Some of them would do that, some of them would not. Yeah, but. it depends on how they're worded, maybe. Yeah. You might get a diplomatic immunity. <laughs> I don't know if that matters. <laughs> Anyways. Baleful Beholder. Look at this guy, hey? Look at him. For, six, six, five for six. You mean six, five for four? Also that. Yes. Yes. What is? What is? It, what else, else does he do? This, this is a Forgotten Realms common. <laughs> I'm happy to see this. This yeah. makes me happy. Comes into play, choose one. You get an anti-magic cone. Each opponent sacrifices an enchantment. Or Fear Ray, where creatures you control gain menace until end of turn. So I'm assuming that's there to make your opponents Not be able to block. Well, kill their enchantments. Because they're already not blocking when you put this into play, so... 
Oh yeah, I suppose. Well, you know what? If if you're now attacking, let's say you did a Runescar Demon. He's in your hand now, or he's on the battlefield now, and you attack with your Runescar Demon. And they have a flying blocker. You could attack with this guy, or you could when this guy enters the battlefield, you could make your Runescar Demon unblockable. Sure, because you can give him menace. Yeah. And if your opponent only has like one creature with flying, so I could see both, um, both thingies being used. And given that we've seen some other like enchantment sh- shenaniganery, that you, maybe that's a meta, a meta call. Maybe it is. Yeah, I could see both modes being used. Yes. Yeah. All right. Continuing on, we all knew this was going to be here. It's a blight steel. Oh yes, the fattest of boom booms. That's your turn three. You're dead. Or the boom boomiest of fatties. Didn't block my creature, you're dead. That's what that says on it. It literally just dies, kills you. That's an 11-11 trampling, infecting, indestructibling infector. Yeah. Counterspell. Counterspell. Cyclonic Rift. Cyclonic Rift. Duplicant. Duplicant. You don't say. I do say. ETBs, you exile a thing. Yep. He gets the power and toughness of the exiled thing. And it's creature type, I think. Yes. But not its abilities. I always thought that that was weird. Well, it it exiles the creature too. Like it, it's also a removal thing. It's pretty good, right? It's that's a yeah. very good card. Feed the swarm. Oh, uh, you make an opponent sacrifice a enchantment. That's that's the other one. Feed the swarm is you kill an enchantment or a creature, and then you lose life equal to its cost. Oh yeah, that's, that's another enchantment removal spell. Hey, this yeah. is this is getting meta. Yeah, Lord of the Void, Lordius of the Voidius, mm-hmm. is a four drop in yeah. this deck. 7-7 seven, seven for flying. 7-7 seven, seven flying demon is what I mean. When it deals combat damage to a player, exile the top seven cards of that player's library mm-hmm. and you get a put a creature onto the battlefield. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Mana drain. Mana drain. Mind leech mass. Here's a card that I'm not sure we've ever played. I love this card. I, ho- I have a couple of these. Give and it I just, a read. And I don't play it in my decks because it's a 6-6 six, six for black, black, blue, 5. Wow. Thank you, OG Ravnica. But in this deck, remember, it only costs four. It's a trampler. Whenever Mind Leech Mass deals combat damage to a player, you can look at that player's hand. If you do, you may play a non-land card in it without paying its cost. Oh, you just get it. You just get it. That's another just, I just get your thing. Yeah, I'm just playing your stuff. Cool. Like that one. That's a cool card. It's got a neat art on it. I really like that He's card. like a big old blob. He's a horror. Why isn't he an ooze? Oh, if he was an ooze? Oh, he'd be in decks of mine. Shadow Grange. Archfiend. What? <laughs> I don't think we've ever played this either. This is from Commander Legends. 8-4 for 7, a.k.a. 4. Yeah. When it enters the battlefield, right? Yeah. Oh, so we could ninjutsu loop this a bunch of times and get benefit? Oh, yeah. What, what does it do? Each opponent sacrifices the creature that has the greatest power among creatures they control, and you gain life equal to the biggest big that got sacked this way. So we could just do that a bunch of times. Our opponents sack a bunch of creatures. Yeah. We gain a bunch of life. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he's got madness. If you would happen to discard him, let's say like with your uh, Jin Kataxis. Sure. You go past maximum hand size, end of turn, draw seven, discard down. You could pay four, pay two life. Pay three and eight life. Oh, eight life. Yeah. But who cares? Because you're probably going to get it back. Yeah. And then you just cast it. And ETB, and then people got sack creatures, and you gain your life back. That's right. Okay, cool. Shadow Spear. Ooh, Shadow's Pair. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow's Pair is lifelink and trample, plus one, plus one. Yep. And makes your opponent's shit lose hexproof. And, and indestructible. indestructible. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, it's 
good ass card. Yep. Swan Song. Swan Song. Toxic Deluge. That is a sweeper. You Top. could you could sweep, but ninjutsu a bunch of guys back. Remember, you there is a sweeper trick with ninjutsu where you just like ninjutsu in response to ninjutsu, ninjutsu again in response ninjutsu again, and you just put one guy back onto the battlefield. You could do that, and then you you sweep one guy instead of all of your guys. But you have to have enough mana to multi ninjutsu and then toxic deluge. So yeah, just remember that people. Speaking of toxic things, we have Toxril. Oh, yeah, man. This guy, he's... I don't even remember all the things he does. Just that he's got I, blue and an activated <laughs> ability at the bottom. I, I really like playing Toxril. I built a Toxril deck. Asked the guy for his... He got built a CDH Toxril. Yeah. I was like, man, can you please send me your list? And he did. And then I went through my list, and I just cut almost all the cards that were in his list and mine so that mine was just like a powered-down version of his. Oh, I love my deck. It's so much fun. Hey, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. That's a good exercise. So you look at the CEDH. This is what you did. Yeah. You you superimposed your deck and the CEDH deck mm-hmm. above each other, right? Above and below, and then anywhere where text lines up, you just eliminated those cards from your deck. Yeah. So you're not playing any of the CEDH cards in your Toxrel deck. Yeah. That's a fucking good ass idea. Yeah. Man, we're gonna do a show on that. Okay. All right. Toxrel the corrosive is a seven seven for seven at the beginning of each end step. Each creature your opponent's control get a slime counter. As long as Toxrill's in play, those slime counters count as minus one, minus one counters. Okay. Every time a creature an opponent controls with a slime counter on it, eats shit, you get a slug. Yeah, that shouldn't be each upkeep. That should be at the end of your, or end step. I'm so happy it's each upkeep. I'm so happy. It should be at the end of your end step only. Yeah, yeah. but it's not. Because then you would be incentivized to just play more removal spells to target things with slime counters on them. Yeah, as opposed to just letting them just eat your opponent's board. Yeah. It's so good. That card is a little bit, and forgive the pun, or don't, it is a little bit toxic (laughs) because it is the end of each end step. But wait, Ryan, there's more. Of course there's fucking more. Blue, black, sack a slug. Draw a card. Slack a sug. Slack a slug. Yeah, slack a cug. <laughs> Ooh, don't Google that. <laughs> Dug a dard. <laughs> cug a dard. Fuck, Toxel's cool. I like him. All right. Ulamog of the Infinite Gyre. Oh, man. Is this card toxic? Is this card? Uh, this card, people. This guy's this guy going to give you a whole lot of hurt. Yeah, he's going to lay a beating on somebody, but... Yeah, but in this case, we aren't casting him. Remember, we're putting him onto the battlefield with a ninjutsu-activated ability. Right. Okay, so he is indestructible. Right. Annihilator 4. Yep. Which you would also miss because he's put onto the battlefield, tapped and attacked. Yeah, so you'd have so... to you have to annihilate next turn. Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah. And if he would go into your graveyard, you... Shuffle your graveyard into your library. Now that's a replacement effect, right? Correct. Not a triggered ability. It is no. It, it does go on the stack. So, yes, Ulamog goes on the stack. Blightsteel is a replacement. Yes. Replacement is instead. Mm-hmm. So Blightsteel, you can't like instant speed reanimate him. He just doesn't go into your graveyard. Yeah. Ulamog, you you can. Yes. Yes. And the last card in the deck that is not a land, we have Void Winner. Ooh, I a. 11, 9 for 9, a.k.a. 4. Mm-hmm. And something about separating into piles, odds, and evens. Yep. Your opponents can't cast spells with converted mana costs that are even. Okay. 
and that counts zero too, right? Correct. Okay. Your opponents can't block with creatures with even converted mana costs. Even converted mana costs. So zero drops, two drops, four drops. Probably is what this deck is going to be up against. Etc. Will not be blocking at any point. Now, of note, of note, people, Force of Will, even if you're casting it for zero, still has a CMC of five. Oh, yeah. Deflecting SWAT and Fierce Guardianship, Mm -hmm. both three. Mm -hmm. So even if you're casting them for zero, their CMC, mana value, is odd. So you can still do them. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It stops Counterspell and it stops Mana Drain, but does not sw- stop Swan Song or Pact of Negation or, sorry, Force of Negation. Yeah. Because yeah. it does stop Pact of Negation because that has a mana cost of zero. zero. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the deck. That's the deck. That's the whole deck. We were afraid we weren't going to get through it because of all the novels of text, but it turns out when you're cheating a bunch of stuff, it makes it way easier. Yeah. You know what? I, I want to move right into strengths and weaknesses, okay? Do it. Do it. This is the brand new hotness. So, I mean, you're going to see some content. You're going to see some lists. The lists over time are probably going to, are they going to, are they going to like become more pointed or are they going to diversify? I think they're going to, I think they're going to homogenize. You think? You're going to see lots of lists that are like, maybe not exactly these cards, but are going to do this exact thing. And the card pool in artifact, blue, black, and blue, black that would go in a deck like this is fairly small. So you're going to just find the best ones that just kind of go in here. Your Blight Steals, your Ulamogs, yeah. your consecrated, consecrated, Constipated Sphinxes, all that stuff. And you're just going to kind of know what to expect because the card pool is smaller than I think people think. I agree with you in part. Given- nobody's going to put Leviathan into play with Satoru Umizawa. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. They though. might, but they they probably won't. See Monster Travel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you in part. Going back to what you did with your talk show deck, I think when you overlay this deck and other future Saturo, Satu, whatever his fucking name is, Umazawa, yeah. over top each other, you're going to see Blight Steals, Jingataxis, Voidwinner, or Ulamog. You're going to see those. Yeah. That's going to be the matching text. I think the maybe the Cyclonic Rifts and the Aura Thiefs. And the mana drains and the counter spells, those are going to be the ones that might not line up. And you might have more ninjas because it's a ninja deck. Or sure. you might just say, I don't want to play 10 counter spells and enchantment removal for CEDH enchantments. I just want it to be casual. Yeah. And that's, I think, where the difference is going to be. Yeah. But by and large, just like Eureka, yeah, I'm expecting there to be extra turn spells that cost 9 and 10. Yeah, I'm expecting there to be Draco, so we all take 16. Right? I am mm-hmm. expecting those things. Yes. Just like I'll be expecting Ulamog and Void Winnower and Jin Kataxis when I play Umazawa decks. Yes, I will 100% if I see this deck will always expect there to be Ulamog, Void Winnower, Agent of Treachery, yeah, and you Blight know what? Steel, and... It, it doesn't even need to yeah. be those exact and cards. It's going to be cards on that power level, I yeah. think is what we mean. Yeah, but you're going to... I think that those ones, actually, you're going to expect to see them. Like, okay, I, will, yeah. I will never believe you if you say there's not a Blight Steel in here. Ooh... Maybe not, not believe, but like I'm always going to have it in my mind. Yes. The goal if, of the deck is to go turn three or four, Jenga Taxis, I win. Here, here's, here's how I think that that will go. I will always assume that there's a Blight Steel unless you tell me that there isn't. There we go. That's what it is. There we go, yeah. Or if I ask you and you say yes or no, then I will know, yeah. right? And I'll, I'll know to expect that. Yeah. And I think that all of those are fine inferences to make or fine questions to ask before a game when you sit down with a Satoru Umazawa. Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, part of the rule zero. 
Anyways, strengths and weaknesses. Yes. <laughs> we got into it. We got into it. Brand new hotness. Yep. I think that this deck can actually cast some of the big stuff. Yep. Not just cheat it. Yep. The way it's built, you can eventually cast all the big, stupid, dumb stuff that you're going to have. I feel like that makes it feel like a classic EDH deck, which I very much appreciate. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you mostly you're going to want to cheat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Because it's easier. That's the goal. Yeah. And more powerful, but you don't have to. Correct. So it does have some some length, some play if your commander just eats shit like eight eight times. Right. Because, you know, games are going to happen. Oh, you are playing Blightsteel? Yeah, I'm going to kill your commander. Yeah. Over yeah, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. All of a sudden it costs nine. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, granted, you could still pay for it in this deck, but. Yeah, yeah, but then I would just rather, like if I'm paying nine for my commander, why am I not just paying nine for fucking Jenga taxes or whatever, yeah, right? And, and skipping a step. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. So, I don't know. Huge dudes. There's tricks. There, it's battle cruisery. It's pretty cool. It's a cool deck. Yeah. It's a neat deck. Moving over to the weaknesses. Okay. We already had the conversation, I think, of what one of the major weaknesses is, is it's one of those decks. Yeah. You, like it's... It's got some rule zero baggage. It's going to be dealing with a very specific power level, and that power level is a little bit higher maybe than you might find with... Some players at the local LGS, you see lots of people, oh, I want to build on a budget, I can't afford that, I can't do oh, this. Oh, hey, you're you're saying all the right words and, for me to segue right yeah. into my next weaknesses. And, and lots of that stuff won't be able to hang with a deck like this because it's probably just going to be stronger than the, the maybe the average pet deck or the average just casual slap-together binder build. The, yeah, the, the commander's ability inherently is powerful because it allows you to cheat mana cost the way that they balance the game yep. it lets you cheat mana costs of powerful cards yes so the commander lets you do powerful things sooner yeah so okay for, he, for, he's gonna say it he's gonna say it well just hold on for that reason is it a one trick pony do you feel like once you play this deck once you see it because the crossover on the top end of its power level is going to be similar each game do you think it's kind of a one trick pony it loses its kind of luster for me it is yeah, I, 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 too linear, too uh, non-diversified strategy. I think the person that looks at this deck and thinks I want to play it, they know what they're getting into, and they're gonna they're getting into it because they enjoy that kind of play pattern. Yep. For me, I think it would be pretty samey. It's play giant dude win, and yep. I know that that's what I like to do. But it's like swing with one one, get seven five, repeat. Yeah, and you know what? The the higher you go up the power level of games, I guess. The closer you get to CEDH, and of course I'm generalizing, so CEDH people don't jump down my throat, I'm generalizing, sorry. But the higher you get up the the power level of a game, I think the more refined your strategy is. Mm -hmm. And as a result, sometimes that means that you're doing the same thing. Yeah. And you're just protecting that same thing and stopping your opponents from doing whatever their refined way to win is, right? And this deck sort of feels like that. Yes. Last weakness I got here. Tell me. If you want to play the fatty boom boom, there we go. you need the fatty wallet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There are very few areas in Magic the Gathering, I would argue, that are actually pay to win at this point. Like you can find suitable analogs for most things, but when you're playing lands decks, I mean, you're playing decks like this. This is where just paying money makes your deck better. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have $85 to drop on an Ulamog, and who does? Like, really? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of disposable income you may or may not have. 
well, then I guess you just don't get to play Ulamog. But the other people, or somebody like us who've been playing for a million years, we just have Ulamogs. Because I got them when it was four bucks. Yeah, we can do it. But maybe new guy who's just, this is their first commander deck they want to try. They're going to have to just, over time, invest money. And their deck will get more powerful based on the number of dollars they spend on it. You know what I want to see? I want to see Satoru, Umazawa, Fatty Boom Boom only can be common. Well, I mean, you could definitely do that. Yes. But they'd be you'd probably a shitty deck. Well, it won't be as good as this deck. This deck's powerful. But you know what? I think that uh, if that's what your budget allows, that's totally fine. Yeah, I mean, play what, you, play what you're budgeted for, for sure. But I think that this is a deck that will get stronger based on the number of dollars that it costs. Let's, let's get into it then. Okay. This particular one, and remember... We're on Architect. It does account for foil prices. And this and our boy Bones did put in, I think, the printings slash whatever's that he actually owns by the looks of things. Which would be the foils, yeah. So we're looking at eighteen hundred and sixty-three dang old dollars. That's freedom units of dollar. Yes. Like so bald eagle money. That's like eighty-five million Canadian. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Hey, you see from somebody from Saskatoon won fifty million in the lottery again? Still couldn't buy this deck. Still couldn't buy. <laughs> Still couldn't afford it. Yeah. Okay. Mana Crypt. $200. Yep. Ooh. That checks out. Yeah. Yep. I guess, I guess, and you don't need to answer, but CCO Nation listening, just ask yourself, do you need them? Do you want to, do you, do you want to buy them? Do you, you don't, you don't need them, but, yeah. but you can, you can pretend and ask yourself, do you need them? Okay. So sure. Mana Crypt, $200. Volrath Stronghold. That's a land that puts a creature on top of your library. Yep. For us to draw with our commander. Let me remind you. Yes. $110. Boom. Ooh. Cavern of Souls makes it so our commander, I maybe we choose Ninja. I don't know. Maybe we choose Eldrazi. I don't know. You pick Ninja. Can't be countered. Yep. 90 bucks? Yep. Ancient Tomb. Get this. You know Ancient Tomb, 70 bucks again? Yeah. Ancient Tomb. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later today. There, there's another one. Do we need it? I don't know if we need that one. We're just trying yeah. to go fast in this particular deck. Yes. If we're not trying to do that, well, I don't know. Yeah, you don't really need it. Demonic Toot, the foil, the foil one, eighty-five bucks. I don't know what the regular one's worth. Blightsteel, fifty-five, and the aforementioned Ulamog, eighty-five. Oldamog, I think this is right. Yep, eighty-five. Lots. So you you put all that in. That's seven hundred dollars that I just named. Yeah. And remember, the one was a foil demonic tutor. So I like whatever. Yeah. S- Six fifty then. Six seventy. Sure. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just that's lots of money. Yeah, I mean, that, that's not even going into, like, some of the things that are still kind of, I don't want to say overvalued, but, like, Yuriko's 35 bucks, Mana Drain 65 there's a Foil Duthi Voidwalker, that's another 20 Yeah. There's lots of just expensive cards in this deck, and yep. it goes back to saying, like, if you want your deck to do this, this exact thing, that's going to it's gonna cost you some money. You can do it without all the money, but it's yep. not going to go you as know, fast. You know what? I think if you do it without the money, what that means is you lose some of the some of the ability to go fast. Which would be a would be welcome in lower powered circles. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you lose some of your ability to instantly end a player's game because mm-hmm. you're you're losing annihilate four and annihilate two from two of the Eldrazi's. You're losing eleven infect trample. <laughs> you're losing Jingataxis. If you yep. cut off some of the top end kind of price tag, right. you're losing those five or six cards, and then you're losing some of the bottom end ramp, which right. I think is all perfectly fine yeah. for a little bit lower power meta like sure. you and I would want to play in. Sure, yeah. And uh, I think all of those things are are good. Agreed. Good and fine. 
really quick. I got one more thing. Okay. I got a, a, a quick instant speed card of the week. You mean a card of the, of week. the week. Week, week? Yes. Week, 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 and and week, week. I mean cards. Oh. There's two modal double-faced cards in the land section. There's an Egadim's Awakening and there's a Malakar Rebirth. Those are Gitter Backers yep. that could also be lands. That could fit into the recursion section, but they, they're organized into lands here. And yes. I think that it, it's notable just to remind people that you probably treat those as lands early game, but if it's late game, you can cast them. And if you want to pick any of those up, you get on over fusiongamingonline.com. CCO Fusion 5 promo code gets you 5% off. Yep. That's good. That's a good idea. And I wanted to mention those ones in particular because they're modal double-faced ones. We've got some top fives coming up. Mm-hmm. We're, we're recording them, and then throughout the months, they're going to be released. Mm-hmm. We've dropped a bunch of hints that I didn't want to segue, but modal double-faced cards, they're going to come up in, in a top five that we're doing. Okay. Um, you had mentioned Ancient Tomb coming up later today mm-hmm. in a top five that we're recording. Yeah. So just stay glued to the, the Commander Cookout YouTube page. We've got some good top fives coming up. Tyler's doing an excellent job with them. They look good. And seven out of ten, yeah. Seven out of ten at best, I guess, because it is on the CCO channel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's my final thought of the day. What's do you got one? I think we. Well, I mean, I have other thoughts, but honestly, I'm not a big fan of this commander. But I am a fan of people playing what they like and having fun with it. And I think that's what Bones did. And I think that's what anybody that sees Umezawa is going to try to do. I'll bet you that this is going to show up in a bunch of weird build article series if you follow those i'm thinking people like lenny are probably going to try and find a way to make this not the deck that we talked about today so shout out to him i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to any other list that people have built with umezawa because it's not something that really tickles my pickle but i know that it does that for lots of other people and i'm interested to see where they go with a, a super powerful card like this so on that note, thank you so much for being here. Big thanks to FusionGamingOnline.com. They are our official business daddies. And even though they don't follow me on Twitter, they seem like just fine people who one day we will meet in real life. And it's going to be super fun. Just like everybody out there listening to the show, we appreciate you. Thank you for being here. And we are going to be back with you on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Hit our theme song!